This is George Pittman. I'm a combat veteran, a former Green Beret, and U.S. Army intelligence officer. I'm a Christian, I'm an American, and I'm a patriot. This is Rick Pittman. I'm a former police officer, SWAT team sniper, and self-defense expert. I've trained law enforcement agencies across the state of Texas in the use of non-lethal force. I'm a Christian, I'm an American, and I'm a patriot. My brother George and I want to preserve this country in a way of life we all love. We are the Pitbull Patriots. This is Rick Pittman along with my brother, George Pitbull Pittman. We're the uh, Pitbull Patriots. We've got an interesting topic to speak to you tonight. Uh, unfortunately, one of the Supreme Court justices passed away this. Uh, was it uh, Sunday, George? When did when did she pass away? Or was it Friday? Uh, it was either Friday or Saturday night. I think right. it was Friday night. Gosh, it's like I can't even remember now. <laughs> the things come, they come so fast. Things happen so rapidly that it's hard to keep up with the news cycles anymore. But anyway, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a Supreme Court justice, lost her battle with with cancer, and our condolences certainly to her family and all of the ones who loved her around the United States. But what we're wanting to talk about tonight is not necessarily her life and legacy, uh, but more along the lines of what, where do we go from here as far as replacing her on the Supreme Court because it has to be it has to be done and it's not something that you want to necessarily jump in and talk about but with the situation as it is with the election coming up it is a high probability that because of election night issues the the, the election could go to the Supreme Court for the decision just like it did with George W. Bush and Al Gore. We could be looking at another hanging Chad situation. So, therefore, it is it's a very big deal. Now, let's ask the question, why, George, do you think it's such a big deal to have control of the Supreme Court or at least have a strong representation of the conservative viewpoint? Why is that important? Well, there's there's two things. When you look at it from an overall standpoint in the, in the big picture, uh, having control, ha- having political activist judges on the highest courts in the land allows leftists to bypass the will of the American people to enact legislation that they want. Ex- I mean, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. That's exactly. They right. can they can get things done without having uh, uh, to vote on it. By having you know the American people to vote on it, but more specifically, if I mean it is it is a, a very possible scenario that Roe versus Wade, as we know it, could come to an end in President Trump's second term if we get the nomination that he wants, and they are a strict constitutionalist. Bingo. That, that's what that's what's at stake right now. Bingo. And you just hit the nail on the head. That was in my show notes coming up. That's the point of all of this. We can tiptoe around every other little ancillary subject that could be tied to the Supreme Court decisions, but it's all about Roe v. Wade, which is the abortion decision. It's all about the, the left protecting abortion and keeping it. Uh, legal all the way up until the ninth month and past. That's what the the platform of largely of the democratic socialists is. 
uh, abortion to the ninth month and beyond that, post-birth abortion. Our framing fathers, the fathers of the Constitution, the founders of America, they never envisioned that a group of, of non-elected judges would literally write the law for the United States of America. They envisioned a Congress and a Senate and a presidency, an executive branch, and separation of powers along those lines. They didn't, I don't believe, anticipate that things would shift into a way that we would give such supremacy to a court of unelected, unaccountable judges that once they're appointed, they can change their philosophy, as a couple of them have done, that were appointed as supposed um, conservatives. But they were they were rhinos, that means Republican in name only. And they they called themselves moderates, but that's not really a moderate. It's it's really a, a left wing Democrat. But the founding fathers never um, could see that our country would be ruled by the Supreme Court because that's the supreme thing. It's not the president. It's he can do executive orders, but the Supreme Court has the final say on what is and what is not law. The we saw with the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings how desperate the democratic radicals are to stop another conservative appointment they'll do anything they'll say anything they constructed an entire elaborate hoax scenario and brought these these people in isn't it strange george when you look at how the witnesses quote unquote whistleblowers quote unquote and all of the attorneys it's all an incestuous uh, circle there of Democratic lawyers that all happen to be Hillary Clinton's former lawyers and happen to be Andrew Weissman's group. All of them are all in on the same same thing. And we saw with the Kavanaugh hearings that they will stop at nothing, nothing. They'll do whatever they can do to derail it. Well, get ready for a whole new level of evil my brother because what we're about to see is going to be unprecedented we're literally talking before a name has even been floated we're already talking i mean we're hearing extortion coming from the other side they're literally threatening violence impeachment uh the i mean they're they're inciting people to do violence on the streets on their behalf uh talking about well, if, if, this is, if this goes forward, we need to burn it down. I mean, all these quotes, this is incendiary language. Yes. And, I mean, it's think of it like this. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 a lot of the talking points this morning on the news were Democrats coming on their cable news shows for the fake news claiming hypocrisy hmm. on the part of GOP senators mm-hmm. and presidents for wanting to do this mm-hmm. while citing uh Darth Bader Ginsburg's <laughs> last so-called last wish uh, of not being uh, replaced by this president. Like, like that's the last thing she said on her deathbed, which who, who knows? But uh, I, I mean, but think of it like they want us to believe that her last wish 
is more important than the U.S. Constitution, that that should mean more to us in our hearts to do the right thing. When we know that the last thing that uh, the, the Democrats would consider is not doing it if they were, if they had the opportunity. That is exactly so, right, George. You, you, you hit it once again right squarely on the head we're we're to believe that the very her dying wish was don't let him get my seat in the hands of trump are you kidding me and people can think about a lot of things when they're breathing their last breath i wouldn't think about i just want to play one more song on my guitar i wouldn't think about i just want to catch one more nice big catfish I'm thinking about where's my family? Where's the people that love me? That's what I want to right. be with. I want to I want to see your face. I don't want to talk about my job. That's, that doesn't hold water, George. It doesn't add up. And his second point on that, that is not her seat. That seat belongs to the people of the United States of America. She just exactly. occupied that seat for a time. That's not her seat. She has no say over that. Her time's over. It's done. And the United States of America, the problem has been with Republicans. We have not taken the gloves off to fight on the same level as the Democratic Socialists have, as we saw with the Kavanaugh hearing. They somewhat blindsided us because no one has ever experienced that level of vitriol in the United States Congress. No one's ever experienced anything close to that. People's heads were uh, spinning a bit. Couldn't oh, believe without a doubt. people couldn't believe the depths these people went to to smear this man and the outright craziness. Like you said, you have not seen anything yet. That was the warm up. That was the dress rehearsal for what's coming. They have discovered that if they can do damage in the streets and riot and burn things down, it causes more chaos. And whatever chaos they can cause within these hearings, they were at Lindsey Graham's house last night. Whose house did yeah. they go to? It was Lindsey Graham's yes. last night Yep. with, with the bullhorns and the loud uh, everything trying to keep them awake. This cannot stand, George. This, this type of rebellion when you lose, when you don't get your way, cannot stand because it is anarchist. We have lost the country that we know of the United States if we allow this. Now, when I say allow, I don't know what we necessarily do to stop it, but we have to stop it some one way or another. But what do you do? And here's a question for you. If your citizenry, a, a percentage of your citizenry, significant enough that they're burning and looting and rioting, what do you do? Do you go out with well, rubber bullets? What do you do? Well, that's, that's a good question. And but what it comes down to is, is that, at least in my opinion, and let me back up just a second, whoever is nominated for this seat uh, for the Supreme Court is going to need all of our prayers because we're going to be in the in a big spiritual battle for this seat. But to, but to answer your question about what do we do, um, what we've got to look at is uh, literally you know, what, what can we do in terms of self-defense versus, um, vigilante justice? Right. Now we can, by the constitution, form militias, but the constitution doesn't necessarily say what those militias can do. 
So we, we can have a, a well-regulated militia, and that, that militia can decide to do certain things to protect, but that's all subject to, uh, to the laws. And what I'm talking about is deadly force. Now, you can speak better to deadly force than I can, but the deadly force laws per state uh, might vary a little bit. But what I would strongly caution people on is to not take violence into their own hands because you don't want to play their game. Stick to the full armor of God, uh, pray, but by all means, the rules of engagement definitely include protecting yourself and your family. So once that threshold's crossed, that's a no-brainer. But beyond that, outside of your house and your property, it's a completely different story. And as my brother George said, in no way are we encouraging or condoning any type of violence. You have to make your decision as to what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Let me warn you in the strongest terms. There are so-called stand-your-ground laws in some states. Some states are more lenient on what and how you can use deadly force you've heard the old wives tale uh, the old legend that if someone is breaking in your house and they you shoot them and they fall out of your window drag them into your house so that when the cops come you can say he was in my house because you technically can't shoot someone outside that varies from state to state at how those laws apply and i wasn't saying that it is legal advice i was telling you that it is an old fable of sorts but to say that this is what i want you to to listen to me closely and understand you are playing in a a game where the referees are on the other team they're not neutral referees they're on the other team and what i mean by that is the da's the district attorneys the ones who come up with charges to charge you depending on where you are if you're fortunate to be in a city with a good conservative da he will look at that and say that's self-defense we're not bringing charges even if people are rioting and pulling down statues if however you're unfortunate enough to be in one of the DA counties that George Soros has funded to get the, the district attorney elected, then you're going to be in for a different situation. And whatever you do, like the people in uh, Missouri, was it in Missouri where the, the uh, husband and wife, the lawyers, had to pull the gun out? Yeah, that's, that's correct. But there was also, I don't know if you caught it yesterday, the, the bar owner in, in Omaha, who killed a rioter who was attacking him and his business. I know about uh, it. I didn't see it about okay. what's, he, he what's com- come of that. committed suicide because oh, no. they were coming after him, oh, uh, no. even though the, the original DA said it was self-defense and, and wouldn't press charges. Oh, no. They brought in a special prosecutor who fabricated a bunch of stuff and wanted to put this guy away, and he committed suicide. Oh, George. Oh, my word. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I want you to know I've dealt with, in within the system in law enforcement i know how the system works and you are at the mercy of the da the district attorney under the jurisdiction you're in you're at the mercy of him he can go to the grand jury and you've heard the saying you can go to a grand jury and get a ham sandwich indicted you can because it's a one-sided procedure in a grand jury the da goes in there lays out the evidence they don't know who the person is they just look at the case and there's no one to argue against the indictment it's a one-sided legal procedure 
Therefore, be extremely careful. They, they want to set us up and paint us as violent, Trump-supporting, MAGA hat-wearing radicals. And if we can, if we're violent, if they can catch us in enough violent things, that is how they will portray us. But if you have to defend yourself or defend your property, be very careful about defending your property. I know this sounds crazy to say in America and in Texas, but we are in a time right now where you can be indicted. And listen, what that in that entails, even if you're completely innocent, when you're indicted, you will have to hire a lawyer. And whatever money you have or whatever money your family has or whatever house your family has or land or retirement accounts, that's going to be cashed in to pay for the legal fees that you're going to incur. Even if you're acquitted and completely innocent, your defense will cost you, well, in a capital, well, just say a murder trial. The average in a murder trial to have adequate defense is a million dollars. I heard that not long ago here in the state of Texas for a murder defense is a million dollars. That's why when the indigent, uh, you know, people that commit are accused of committing murder go to trial they have to have a public defender well it costs a million dollars they say to do that the whole deal per trial that's why it's so expensive and you talk about ruining your life in a hurry so when it comes to the use of force deadly force when you strike back you are at a disadvantage probably and it is because you are a conservative you're you're you have the forces that be are lined up against you the media is going to portray you as a, a, a wacko, a violent nut, whatever you have in your past, whatever you've done, they're going to portray it. In, in my case, imagine this scenario. I'm walking down uh, you know, a street. I'm near Austin, Texas, and Austin is uh, pretty much the liberal thing. Let's say, say that I see a lady being mugged. Well, I'm a former self-defense instructor at the police academy as a champion boxer kickboxer i walk up and i stop the mugging this gentleman turns to me and i hit him and you know i can hit somebody and hurt him really bad if not kill him just because when you're trained to fight you're trained to hit really hard and put it on a pinpoint boom i mean you can wake up in the middle of the night and hit somebody and drop them you know and crack their little skull or whatever if i did that just total self-defense stopping a mugging in progress they would come after me and this is not hypothetical i know this because i have good friends who are martial arts instructors this has happened to they would come after me because i am a trained fighter and i used it's called one up on the weapons uh, in the state of Texas anyway, it's just what it is. If a person has a club and you have a knife, you're one up on weapons with him. You're one up. If he has a knife and you have a gun, you're one up with the gun. See, so you, you're escalating. A trained fighter who knows how to hit people, certainly someone who's worked, taught police officers and everybody out of, you know, that's my career was doing that. Hitting someone, they're going to claim that I'm, I'm a level up to a gun. You know, that's where the old thing about if you're a black belt you have to register your hands blah right, blah right, right. that's where that that's where that is that's what it means because that prosecutor will prove he will he will pull up the opponents that i knocked out in my career and he'll bring them in the courtroom and he'll say <laughs> do you remember this defendant 
does he hit hard? And they'd go, oh, he hits hard. <laughs> and say, did he, he render my butt out? <laughs> yeah, did he render you unconscious with one punch? Oh, he sure did. He he's got he did it. So you see how that scenario plays out. Oh, yeah. It's a no yeah. win for the person who defends himself. Let's say you, George, had to use a firearm in a totally justified situation. You know what they're going for? You're a firearms instructor. Ah, you're one of those gun guys. Tell me, how tight was that grouping that you shot? See, they already know how tight it was because they've got all your records in the Army, and they know that you can stand off at 50 yards and uh, size of a donut, uh, you know, 27 rounds from a pistol. You can put it in there. They know that. And they're going to ask you, are you a good shot, Mr. Pittman? And you see where it all goes from there. Oh, yeah. So that's that's what happens in the real world that we're in. It's not a fair playing field. We're on a team. There's another team against us, but the referees are on the other team. It's a stacked deck against us. And as you said, if that primary district attorney gets recused, they bring in a special prosecutor to hang your butt. That's what they're in for. Oh, yeah. Just to come and get you. So that that's how it works in the real world. Yeah, and, you know, coming back to the, this whole thing, it's like imagine uh, at this point in in in, our, in in this society. Imagine if any one of us was nominated for any position in the Trump cabinet. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying. So, and, and it goes back to what I was saying: is whoever is nominated, uh, they're going to have to have the. I mean prayers and i mean prayer warriors on a daily basis coming out to pray for them because every dirty trick in the book is and i mean i would i'm not putting past death threats or attempts at murder literal on and i'm not talking about just on the person the, 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 because it's supposed to be a a woman judge that's nominated but i'm talking about her family yeah. her friends a relative, I mean, anything. And George, even if it's not an actual attempt, the threat of it, living under the threat of that, that's terrorism. That's a exactly. terroristic threat. You, every day they get up and those, they're civilians. You and I right. have a background in stuff, law enforcement, military. We know what it's like. We're kind of attuned to it. A civilian, you tell them somebody's out to get them. My God, their blood pressure's gone up. They're, they're paranoid. Their life as they knew it is over. They'll never be right. comfortable again. And it's it, PTSD does it, it post-traumatic stresses them and they'll be, they'll live with that. So you're right. The threat of that. They, can you imagine now? And think about this. I don't have any criminal record. I never had, I've, I've got parking. I mean, speeding tickets, a few, not even a lot, never been in trouble. You don't have any record of anything, but if they tried to put us up for any kind of nomination, they would turn me into the most vicious. They would take my record as a martial arts instructor and they would bring every, they'd have videos of me knocking people out. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, they'd have you with a gun. They'd be holding it. They'd make you look like Rambo. Oh, oh yeah. They'd, they'd have uh, all the witnesses that the only witnesses they would pick would be the people that hate you the most that you've ever have ever hated you the most yeah. in your entire life, yes. even from maybe like grade school. Oh yes, like, you yes. Know, oh, he, 
He oh. tripped me on the playground when I was six. That bastard. You know? Jimmy, is that you, man? I haven't seen you since the third grade, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> man, but that's how ridiculous you're, this you're, whole thing is going to be. You're right, George. Uh, but but it's going to backfire. Whatever they do is going to backfire on them because people that have any common sense whatsoever, when they see this, they're going to be like, okay, we saw what they did to Judge Kavanaugh. Okay. But this is a woman. I'm sorry, but there are different rules when you're fighting in, in, a, in a battle and there's a woman involved, at least for, for gentlemen and, and people of conscience. There's things that you, you just don't do, uh, but Democrats, they don't care. They don't care, George. There's You said people of conscience. There is no conscience there. That You're going to see them go viciously after this woman, whoever the nominee is, and it's coming quickly. Trump's going to make the announcement he said by this weekend, and they're going right after her. There'll, there'll be no hesitation. This is a frenzy. This is a feeding frenzy, <laughs> like when you stab that shark. When you tell <laughs> I've got to, I'm just going to touch on it, George. <laughs> My brother George is scuba diving with his buddy one time, and he just there's sharks around. He sees a shark, and he's rather than warn his buddy and get out of there, he says. I think I'll just stab it and kill the shark and take it up and we'll have start shark steaks. Say that fast, shark steaks. Yeah. George pins this thing up against, a, I think it was a reef, wasn't it? A, a reef. Yeah. yeah. And, and he takes his dive knife and sticks it in the only place he could. It's, it's in its gill because the skin, the hide is so tough on the shark, his knife won't penetrate. So he knows to go in there and, and the poor thing gets becomes deceased almost immediately. And they, they swim up to the top with his shark. Well, I'm saying all that to say when he did that, there was blood in the water. And when the blood was in the water, then the other sharks are here they come. So George and my, you can only come up from a dive so fast. You, you got, you can't get faster than your bubbles. So they were trying to get up as quickly as they could, but George had the great idea when he got to the, to the surface to lunge at the shark. It was not a huge shark. It was where he could lunge it. He lunged it up to his, his partners in the boat that are by this time seeing blood coming up. They're, What's going on with these guys? So that's my brother's sense of humor. I had to tell that. <laughs> When I mentioned the shark story, that's that's the thing about Pitbull Patriots. We we get on some funny stories, but they're true. Hey, you can't make this stuff up. But yeah, no, when, when they sense the blood in the water, that's what I was saying, they'll come in for the kill. And any kind of a weakness, you're going to see them just, just come out uh, viciously, George. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, the, the thing about it is, is, you know, I don't know if you've, Depending on what kind of media you're you're on, if you're checking into social media to see what's going on, you might see a hashtag or something that says these people are sick. Well, that pretty much sums up this entire group of people because the I mean, this is the same party that supports pedophilia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, crimes against humanity of any any nature, and when, when you've got a bunch of Luciferians that are behind all this stuff and perpetrating and there's people on both sides, but these are people who have made the decision to compromise their character for, for profit, for financial gain. And there's nothing that they're not willing to do to protect what they have. And I mean nothing. So I'm just saying, buckle up, put your big boy pants on and your work boots on and get ready to pray for all the good people that are involved in this because they are going to need every prayer warrior out there uh, 
having their backs. It's a very good point, George. And when we say, when you hear us use phrases like Luciferian or satanic, let me let me say something about that. If you know Christian people, and I'm sure you do, it's a Christian country, you know people who go to church, and some of them may be very um, committed and dogmatic about their faith. You know people like that. They pray. They pray to God for things to happen, and a lot of times things will happen. And if you've been around Christians much, you'll see see those things. Sometimes we call them miracles. Sometimes they're small miracles. Sometimes they're big miracles. But when someone is in a bind, that's what they're looking for is a miracle. By the same token, and on the other side of that coin, there is a, a, a system of belief called Luciferianism. Lucifer, the devil, that's a name for the devil. Satan, Satan's very real. There's a God and there's a devil. And I can speak about that. It's a long story, but I ended up being in deliverance ministry, meaning exorcism. If you saw the the movie, The Exorcist, that's some of the things I've done for the last going on 10 years. So it's very real world. Don't talk about it on here much, but just suffice to say. So when we say Luciferian, it's not some fantasy out of Dungeons and Dragons or some character thing we've made up. It's a real belief system that people as dogmatically as you know Christians who are at church two and three and four times a week and live a lifestyle that is in in um that that is a Christian. You can readily see that from the outset. The Luciferians believe just as uh, dogmatically and as strongly, and they believe in an opposite of what we believe in, and they're out actually working toward doing this. It's part of a much bigger, deeper plan and picture than we can talk about in this podcast, you know, in our short time that we have. But suffice to say, whenever we are referring to this, it's not just fanciful or fairy tale talk. These are real people. These are real organizations that date back to antiquity. And they're as real as the Christians you know and the people who live their life as Christians. Typically, the Luciferians tend to be underground that means they're they're among you. You just don't necessarily know who they are. And again, from my time in law enforcement, I'm privy to information about this that I can't talk about. But I know this is real. This is real. They really do sacrifices. They really believe this stuff. Whether you believe it or not, they believe it. And this is what they do. And they operate in a realm of power that's real. We've seen the um, look at evil. Look at evil look at people that you've seen that you say that can't even be human that's that's the evil we're talking about i just wanted to touch on that so that you'd understand when we're we're talking about these things we're not going to go off on rabbit trails but that's what the luciferian thing is it's very real it's an agenda it's people who are as dedicated you know how islamic terrorists are dedicated so dedicated that they will strap a bomb on their back and go blow themselves up to kill some people that's dedicated the Luciferians are of that same vein. Now, they may not kill themselves, but they're as dedicated as that and committed. So I wanted to just just interject that as we as we close out this podcast. George, if you have any thoughts that you would like to add to that. No, I, I agree 100 percent. There's there's so much that I have seen uh, in, in research. And like you said, there's just not enough time to go into it. But I would just encourage folks to do your own research Look into it and prepare yourself, not just mentally, but spiritually for what's what's going to be exposed. Because when the 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 
the totality of evil is exposed that that these people have perpetrated over the are are basically the last several decades that, that uh, you know encompass our lifetimes. This is this is all going to come out. Some of it has already come out, but when the grand total, the grand sum of all this comes out, uh, and they've said, but I believe it is is completely true that it will shock the conscience of the entire nation. That's exactly right. Well, this is Rick Pittman with the Pitbull Patriots. Check us out. Our website is pitbullpatriots.com. That's P-I-T-T, two T's, B-U-L-L, two L's, patriots, P-A-T-R-I-O-T-S.com. You can find this podcast on any podcast uh, where you can find your podcast on iTunes or anywhere. We encourage you to subscribe and reach out to us. There will be a contact on our webpage. Just go to the contact us and you'll find an email that you'll be able to reach out if you'd like to uh, say something to us. And we'll have more podcasts coming. Always check back with us. Once again, Rick Pittman, George Pittman. God bless you guys. Take care.